0: Read and hear more about important news and policy issues at ncpolicywatch.com. This is News & Views. Welcome back to News & Views. I'm Rob Schofield. As we discussed in our previous segment, North Carolina became the 40th state this past week to embrace Medicaid expansion and could, within just a few months, be extending health insurance coverage to a half million or more currently uninsured adults. One of the advocates who's devoted much of her professional career to this achievement and who was at the signing ceremony at the Governor's Mansion this past Monday is Erica Palmer-Smith, the executive director of the children's advocacy Nonprofit NC Child. Palmer-Smith, who prior to taking the helm at NC Child last year served as director of the Care for Carolina Coalition, is deeply gratified about the enactment of the expansion legislation and detailed for us once more some of the many benefits expansion will provide to hundreds of thousands of North Carolina adults and kids. Well, Erica Palmer-Smith, welcome back to News and Views. Good to have you back with us.
1: Thank you, Rob. I am thrilled to be here.
0: This is the first time we've had a chance to have you in your new role as Executive Director of the Child Advocacy Group, NC Child. But of course, the first question is about a topic that you've spent a big chunk of your professional life working on, which is Medicaid expansion. And As we record this, it's just the day after the signing ceremony, and tell us why it's such a big deal, especially for the children of our state.
1: Absolutely, Rob. As you know, North Carolina made history. We now have legislation, a law that is going to ensure that every person in our state has access to health insurance. Over 600,000 North Carolina residents that have been going without health coverage that they needed over a quarter of them are parents and caregivers with dependent children in the home. And the impact that this is going to have on North Carolina's kids is astronomical. When we look at the data, we know that children whose parents are not insured are less likely to be insured themselves. They're less likely to get well checks that they need. I mean, this impacts children throughout the course of their life from birth. We know that when parents have access to Medicaid expansion in other states, those states have lower maternal mortality rates. They have lower infant mortality rates because so much of the mother's health and the infant's health is happening before they're even pregnant. So we have major impacts on maternal and infant mortality. We have major impacts on the health of that child because they're more likely to get well-check visits. They're more likely to be insured. And we even see additional impacts beyond what we see in the normal healthcare system. In fact, states that expanded Medicaid saw 17% reductions in first-time child neglect cases Mm. because those parents were able to have less economic stress at home, and those parents were able to get treatment for things like they, that they needed, like mental health and substance use.
0: It's a bright day. Why did it take them a decade to do this? Nothing really um, has changed in terms of the, the benefits of Medicaid expansion. It, was it just that it sort of the truth finally seeped through to some legislative leaders who'd been sort of blocking things for such a long time?
1: You know, I'll give credit to a lot of things, Rob. And I'm happy to take a little bit of credit and I would take a ton of credit for NC Child and for the Care for Carolina Coalition. And I believe the over 170 organizations that got involved. But I think so much of it I, you know, if we listen um, to what legislators have been saying, so much of it came from hearing from communities consistently. I will give so much credit to the advocates that groups like ours worked with. Folks like Ms. Cassandra Brooks, who is a child care provider, owns two centers and has lost two of her teachers because they couldn't get health care access. You know, folks like Miss Cassandra, folks like so many of the parents on our Parent Advisory Council who are taking care of children with special needs but haven't been able to get their own healthcare needs met, them having the courage to come forward and share their stories, that made such an impact. But I think what also made a tremendous impact is that this moved away from being a partisan discussion because what we started talking about is not only the health impacts, not only the impacts on those families, but the impact on our economy, the impact on our public safety system. You know, we saw so many chambers of commerce, almost the entirety of the Metro Chamber Association come out and say, we need this for our small businesses. We know that we have um, increased workforce participation whenever a state expands Medicaid. We know that we have more jobs when a state expands Medicaid. I mean, tremendous economic benefits. We also saw so many county commissions, so many Republican county commissions come out and support this because of the impact that it had on those counties. Because again, both the health, the business, and the public safety. We heard from so many sheriffs on both sides of the aisle, many Republican sheriffs talking about many individuals who will come through their system and then come back through um, reoffenses because they're not getting mental health treatment that they need. They're not getting substance use treatment that they need. We you know in states that expanded Medicaid, they have a 6% lower opioid overdose death rate. I mean, we have to make sure people get the treatment that they need in order for us to prosper as a state. And I think that when all of our leadership on both sides of the aisle were able to see how much better North Carolina would prosper, Whenever we close the gap, I think they were ready to come together and say, "Okay, how do we do this the right way for us?
0: Do you have any concerns about the fact that it's not immediate and that it is a function of passing a budget that might well involve lots of other very controversial uh, items? Uh, Is there any concern there?
1: There is absolutely concern. There is always concern. But, you know, Rob, we've been working on this issue for 10 years now. I think the fact that we are where we are says so much. I have every bit of faith that in the next three months, we are going to see the full enactment of Medicaid expansion. I do worry about what else we might see But I'm also very optimistic about some of the other things that we might see. You know, a host of other issues that are going to be beneficial to children and families could also come about in the state's budget. And and I can certainly say that we are working hard with our advocates to make sure that we have the best state budget that we can have so that we can get Medicaid expansion and get so many other things that are important, like better access to early childhood education, like better access to mental health for our youth who are in crisis. You know, we're going to be working on that. I also cannot state enough how appreciative we are to the legislators that got this done. Folks like Representative Donnie Lambeth, folks like Senator Kevin Corbin and Senator Jim Bergen and Representative Donna White and Representative Kristen Baker. And I could go on. And the Speaker and the Senate leader, I mean, we are so appreciative of them coming together and saying, we need to fix this problem. And so we are looking forward to working with them to make sure we can fix many other problems and get the best outcomes for our state this year.
0: We're talking with Erica Palmer-Smith, who's the executive director of the children's advocacy nonprofit, NC Child. We've been talking about Medicaid expansion and the great news that it's finally uh, on the cusp of actually occurring in North Carolina. Erica, will there be things to be done? I presume, assuming this does go through, the budget gets passed, Medicaid expansion officially becomes effective. There's going to be some work getting hundreds of thousands of people signed up and actually getting them access to healthcare. There's there's a lot of work to be done there too, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we're talking about 600,000 folks. You know, there's a lot to be done around just promotion to let folks know that they can they can sign up for this. There's so many individuals in our state who have just gone without health insurance, who may be right now sitting with a chronic illness that needs treatment. I mean, we talked about cancer, so many times because North Carolina, the leading cause of death in our state is cancer. And we know that when patients aren't getting preventative screenings, that they're more likely to end up with an advanced stage and the outcomes are not nearly as as positive as when they're able to catch that early. You know, we have folks in the state who need to get in there and get those screenings. And they may not even know that they have this, this opportunity because oftentimes, I mean, if you're doing your best to put food on the table and survive through the day, you're not paying attention to what we're talking about down, down at the governor's mansion. I mean, that's that's just not, not something you have the, the privilege to be able to spend your time on. And so making sure that folks know that. And NC Child is going to be working with our parent advisory council, our child advocacy network of organizations across the state to make sure that we get into communities and let them know that this is an option. We're also going to be working to make sure that With our administration to make sure that this is implemented in the best way possible. We have had some wonderful relationships with folks there, and they have been so open to having conversations with our parent advisory council so many of the parents with children with special needs um, that are on the Medicaid rolls they've been able to, to have an influence in how Medicaid has worked. And so we are going to work to make sure that they have influence in how Medicaid expansion is administered and moving into the future.
0: Coming to the end of our time with Erica Palmer-Smith of NC Child, but, and we've been talking about Medicaid expansion, but I want to ask you about a couple issues that you you briefly alluded to. There are a raft of other important issues affecting children that will be dealt with in this year's budget. We've seen the, the horrific spate of school shootings and, and gun violence that continues to afflict our state and other parts of the of the country. There are things that can be done about that, right? About the mental health crisis that's afflicting our children, even if it's just funding adequate services in our schools. And I trust that's something y'all will be championing in the days and weeks ahead.
1: Absolutely. And Rob, I don't think I have to convince anyone that we are in a crisis in terms of youth mental health. We are losing our children. We are losing our children to, to gun violence. We are losing our children to suicide. Of all of the things that we can look at and accept in our state not everything will be picture perfect but a child taking their own life that is not something that we can accept and if we aren't doing absolutely everything that we can to prevent that then we are not doing our jobs as parents as citizens we have to address this and there are some proven methods that we know make some headway in preventing some of these cases and one of those is making sure that children get early intervention and that children get mental health treatment and our children are in school day after day and we need to make sure that there are folks in those schools who know how to help those children this is not something we're going to solve in a year but we can make some major headway right now and um, there is legislation currently in north carolina that would provide a hundred million dollars to ensure that we have a nurse in every single school in our state. And as a baseline, we need to make sure that that happens. We need to make sure that those children have someone that they can go to in those schools, that those teachers, when they see a problem, that they have someone that they can bring in in those schools. And again, we need to go far beyond this. But right now, let's get this one thing done to make sure that there is some kind of intervention in all of our schools so that we can save save some of our children
0: the thing that's so striking about the medicaid expansion is that you know your advocacy over the years really did make a difference has finally made a difference we hope it doesn't take nearly as long to convey very similar messages when it comes to the the, the mental health of our kids we thank you so much for doing that important work erica if people want to help out nc child and be supportive of your efforts learn more about your work what's the best way for them to do that
1: ncchild.org. Please visit our website. Um, If you have questions, reach out. Someone on our staff will be happy to talk with you. If you want to advocate, if you want to get involved in these issues, please reach out. There are so many ways that you can get involved, but it's as simple as going to ncchild.org.
0: Erica has a tremendous staff at ncchild.org. They're doing tremendous work for our state. Erica, thanks so much. Congratulations on your achievement, and uh, we'll hope we can uh, discuss some similar successes in the months ahead.
1: Thank you so much,
0: Rob. Coming up next, the leading health care expert reminds us why there's still a lot more for state leaders to do for the promise of Medicaid expansion to be fully realized. Stay with us.